0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد تعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن اياته ان خلق لكم من انفسكم ازواجا لتسكنوا اليها وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة إن في ذلك لآيات لقوم يتفكرون قال تعالى وعاشروهن بالمعروف فإن كرهتموهن فعسى أن تكرهوا شيئا ويجعل الله فيه خيرا كثيرا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا خطب إليكم من Since after Jumadi would
1: be So being this occasion of Juma and the occasion of Nikah, <coughs> just felt we should talk something on this subject and topic. Often if there is a Nikah taking place and some advice is given regarding Nikah, it is supposed that the advice is for the groom or for the couple that are getting married. But as that is not the case, that is just an opportunity to discuss certain things that are relevant to every one of us and it is advice for the speaker and for the listeners whether a person is to be married still or has been married fifty years ago it applies to one and all regarding nikah in the Qur'an Sharif Allah wa ta'ala in one ayat, gives the object and the purpose of nikah Allah ta'ala says that He has created وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ it's among the signs of Allah ta'ala the signs meaning Things that if a person ponders upon, he will recognize Allah Ta'ala. I mean, <coughs> The signs of Allah Ta'ala that indicate the qudrat and the power of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala has created this part of his signs. Part of things that a person, if he ponders in, will recognize his Rabb. That, خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ Allah Ta'ala has created for you from among your own species, Allah Ta'ala has created spouses for you. And what is the object of this, having a spouse, being married, being in nikah? ilayha. This is the objective. That you may acquire sukoon. You may have this tranquility in your life. That without nikah, no matter how... Highest a person may be, no matter how good he may be, in every other aspect of life, there is still a void. He's still a vacuum in his life, which can only be filled by means of nikah. So Allah Ta'ala says this is the object and purpose which Allah Ta'ala has created this nikah for. And وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا And Allah Ta'ala has out of His grace, His mercy, this is part of His sign, His qudrat the people who are total strangers to each other by means of this sacred bond of nikah Allah Ta'ala creates love and mercy between the couple now this is the object and the purpose for which Allah Ta'ala created nikah but everything Allah Ta'ala created the things for a certain object and purpose Allah Ta'ala in dunya has created a procedure to acquire it food has been created to satisfy the hunger of a person. But now he eats that food uncooked, that meat uncooked. And he says, but this has given me a problem in my whole system. My stomach is now in severe pain, and I have become sick and ill, and I've heard that food has been created to satisfy hunger. So I ate the food, but what's the problem? Indeed, that food Allah has created for a person to consume and eat, to satisfy his need, But there's a procedure to go about it, he has to cook that food, he has to prepare it correctly, he has to undertake whatever procedures are required, then he will be, his hunger will be satisfied, his body will be nourished, he will gain the strength, he will gain the energy, because he followed the correct procedure to attain the objective. So likewise, Allah Taala has created this bond of nikah for this purpose. But what is the procedure that will bring and acquire this objective? That is that there has to be certain sifat and qualities in the people that are now getting married, who have been married, who will get married. And that is the procedure by which this objective will be acquired. So what is that procedure? What are those sifat? What are those qualities that are required? So in some ahadith, Nabi Wasallam has given this as the basis on which a person should be making a choice, but if not just confined to just something that a person should look at as a, as what are the criteria in making the choice of a life partner, of a spouse, it is more than that. It is the very prescription for that barkat and happiness in that marriage. It is the prescription of how the sukoon and mahadgat will be acquired. So, in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam addressing the parents of the girl, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that, إِذَا خَطَبَ إِلَيْكُمْ مَنْ تَرْضَوْلَ دِينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ Now, outwardly, as we said, that this is only apparently just the basis for the choice that a person will make. What should he look at? But it doesn't finish on there. This is something that goes beyond that. It is something that is the prescription for that happiness in that So Nabi Salaam says, when somebody has proposed for the hand of your daughter in marriage, and you are happy with two things. You are happy with his deen and with his akhlaq Then we do get him married, accept his proposal. And if you start making too many other things the criteria, in other words he has the ability to support his wife, other basic things are in place. He may not be somebody that is a high class person, he may not have the luxuries and comforts that many others may have, but he is able to take care of the basic needs. But the primary thing to look for is مَن تَرْضَوْنَ الدِّينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ You are happy with his deen and his akhlaaq, then accept the proposal. Otherwise, إِلَّا تَفْعَلُوهُ تَكُنْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ عَرِيمٌ. If other things become the criteria and the basis and this becomes sidelined, then there will be widespread fitna on earth. so But the lesson now that we need to take is what is the Salaam awesome giving as the basis for the choice? Deen and akhlaq But the lesson in this is the deen is obviously everything, and deen includes akhlaq as well. Deen includes a person's ibadat, his, obviously starts off his atay, his ibadat, his mu'amalat, his dealings, monetary dealings, his mu'asharat, his social life. All this is part of deen, and likewise akhlaq is also part of deen. So deen has already included everything. But there is something which is in Arabic termed as takhseez baadat ta'ameen. That something has already been included in the general statement before but it is specifically then mentioned to highlight it. To emphasize it. And the aspect Nabi Salaam is emphasizing is akhlaq. That obviously if that marriage is not going to be on deen then it's already doomed. Then it's going to be a problem. Then it's inviting the wrath of Allah. And many try to mend their marriages by adopting ways that are going to invite the wrath of Allah. Allah. By doing things that are totally out of line in terms of deen, in terms of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, in terms of the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And in this manner a person is trying to solve the problems in his marriage. That is a person jumping from the bank bank to the fire. So deen is obviously everything, but in deen the thing that brings the sukoon and mawaddat and happiness and tranquility and love in that marriage, the B'shaf is highlighting as a prescription. It's akhlaq. Everything has something to bond it. If you want to bond these two bricks, put it together and build this wall, then there is a specific bond for it. That bond is cement. You cannot bond bricks with glue. But if you want to bond two pieces of paper, it has its own bond. You cannot start using cement to bond two pieces of paper. Then you will have to use glue. And if you have to join fabric, then you can't use glue in that place, or cement, you'll have to use thread. So everything has something to bond it. So what is going to bond hearts? Because in this marriage, and in any, any relationship for that matter, whether that relationship is between parents and children, between brothers and sisters, between people in one community, the Musallis of one masjid, Whether it is colleagues at work, whether it is any relationship and especially the relationship between spouses. Because here they are going to live together day and night. So what is the thing that is going to bond their hearts? What bonds hearts? So the bond of hearts is akhlaq. And therefore Nabi Salasim highlights this. Specifically mentions it despite it being already included in the word deen. That if you want that mawaddat and happiness, you want that love, that bond, you want that sukoon and tranquility, then there is only one thing that will acquire it, one thing that will bond those, that those hearts, that is akhlak. And what is the summary of akhlaq? The summary of akhlaq is to deal with the servants of Allah Ta'ala in such a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes happy. This is the summary of akhlaq to deal with the makhluk in such a way that khalik becomes happy. And in that, there are many times that a person will have to suppress his own feelings, person will have to suppress his own preferences, and deal in a way that makes the next person happy, but within the framework of Deen and Shariat. Akhlaq is not that we on the laws of Allah Ta'ala to please somebody else. That's not akhlaq. Akhlaq is that a person deals with the makhluk in such a way that Khalik becomes happy, Allah Taala becomes happy. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has emphasized akhlaq to such an extent that in one Hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that there is nothing weightier on the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyama. ما من شيء في العبد المؤمن يوم القيامة من خلق حسن. Then good akhlaq. In other words, the prize obviously, there's nothing that can compare with it. But after this, no amount of nafil can compare to the reward and the status and position of good akhlaq. A person with his good akhlaq, in the hadith Nabi wasallam says, will acquire the rank of a saim al qaim One person keeps nafil fast every day. Every day he keeps Nafil fast. Ramadan is first obviously. The rest of the year every day Nafil fast. Subhanallah. What a great amal. One person or the state person also, he performs Nafil the whole night. How many can do this? And a person every day keeps Nafil fast. And every night he's making Nafil Ibadat the whole night. A handful of people in the whole world will do it. Allah's servants they are. How many? Can we do it? Can we spend half the night every night in ibadat? Can we sp- every second day keep roza every day you know, for the rest of the year? Every second day also, very few can do this kind of things. But the wise says a person with this good akhlaq will reach the status of a position, the status and position of a person who fast nafil fast every day of the year. Part of our is fast obviously, and when it's not permissible to fast, obviously that's not permissible to fast the five days. A part of that, every day he's fasting. And that person making Nafil Salah the whole night, this person with a good akhlaq who would reach the position of that person. Subhanallah, can we imagine? Hazrat Mu'az bin Jabal ta'ala, is leaving for Yemen. And Nabi Salaam is dispatching him and giving him the most pertinent advices. This is the parting advice. How much can we said? Little time. Few things can be encompassed in those few minutes. So obviously, the most important things will be said. The things of greatest importance will be said as the highlights. And among the few highlights that Nabi mentioned on that occasion, that, ahsin <laughs> khuluqa kand That deal with people with good akhlaq. Deal with people with good akhlaq. So this is the way in which this marriage will gain that barakat, that happiness, that mawadad, that peace, that serenity, <coughs> When there is good akhlaq, and more often than not, that akhlaq will be how we speak. It will be expressed in how we speak, in how we relate to each other. Sometimes that akhlaq or the wrong akhlaq is more often than not in the way a person speaks, or in him not speaking. The thing, that either in how he speaks, and sometimes a the person there is an issue comes up, and says that, I don't know why she's angry with me, I haven't said anything. And then when the other party asked, he said he hasn't said anything for one week now, he hasn't spoken anything. So now he's quite happy about it, I didn't say anything, I don't know why she's angry. But then is that akhlaq that a person is totally silent in his own house, for one whole week has passed, he's giving the so-called silent treatment. Is that akhlaq So how a person speaks in the nikah, when a nikah is taking place, the khutbah that is recited, there are three ayat that are recited. And these are the three ayad that Nabis Taoish recite on the occasion of nikah. And all these ayat deal with one theme. The primary theme is taqwa. Ya iyun nasul taqwa bakumuladihala takum min naqsilahida. Ya yuhanladina amunul takulla hatta tukati. Ya yuhanladina amun ultakullah wa kulu wa kawalan All deal with taqwa. And taqwa is what we can term as deen as well. The same, the same thing that has been referred to. But in the third ayat specifically, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there are many, many ayat about taqwa in the Quran Sharia. Three ayat especially selected for the occasion of diqaa by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the third ayat, Ya ayyuha الذين الله وقولوا About guarding one's speech, how does a person speak? Many a times we speak very sweetly outside, but inside we reserve the most bitter speech for inside the house. Sometimes we have the policy that some people say that to talk is cheap, and somebody else says that talk is free. It's not even cheap; it's free. It might be true in a sense that talk is free—that you don't have to pay anything to speak—but at the same time, if it's wrong talk, then you would have to pay for it also. It might be talk is free, but if it is the incorrect speech, it is a speech that breaks somebody's heart. If it's a speech that breaks hearts, if it's a speech that now degrades somebody, humiliates someone, runs somebody down, then that speech might be free to speak it or we'll have to pay for it. In dunya also it comes, the payment has to come sometimes, and in the akhirat the person cannot escape so this is a very very crucial part of how a person conducts himself with akhlaq this is the bond that we, this is the glue that bonds hearts and especially in a nikah and for that matter in any relationship that bond is by means of akhlaq and rasulullah sallallahu displayed this in his life how he conducted himself with azwaj al-mutahharat with his noble wives and how he conducted himself with others Anas is a khadiri, he's a servant of Rasulullah and as a servant and that for a servant who came in the khidmat of Nabi Islam as a child, He was barely 10 years old so a child is a child and he will do so many things and now he has to be in khidmat, he has to be in service, his mother came and made him walk to Nabi Islam. so how many things will happen and he says that I made the khidmat and served Nabi Islam for 10 years what 10 years and he says <laughs> ma qala li uffin qattu <laughs> Nabi Islam didn't say uff to me once now, how many mistakes he might have made how many things he might have done Nabi didn't say uff to me once and what <laughs> if I did something which I shouldn't have done it not something out of line of deen or something should have been kept here it was kept there Whatever else of that nature, he never reprimanded me about it. Something I should have done, and I did, neglected the task. He never asked me, why didn't you do it? He just advised me again, oh, got it done, whatever was the case. This was the akhlaq that Nabi us was displaying. This is the bond. This is the glue that creates the bond, and unites hearts. The bond is created by akhlaq. So this is why this is an occasion of nikah. This is a lesson that is for any any situation and this is the aspect that unfortunately we are fast losing. We are living in a world where everything is at the press of a button. So therefore we, everything must happen at the press of a button. So the very crucial aspects of akhlaq, which are sabar, tolerance and all these kind of values that are supposed to be in us is also now already being eroded, we want everything to happen at the press of a button. And if something didn't happen how we wanted it, and on the turn, then there's another side of us that becomes apparent. Whereas that should never be the case. Nabi Islam has taught us these universal values of helm, of sabr, and all the various other aspects that should be in a person's akhlaq. In any case, as we explained at the beginning, that many a times when there's a nikah and some advice given, it is supposed that this is for the couple getting married, it is for me and all of us. It is a, merely an occasion to revise some lessons which are pertinent to us. That these are the things that bring happiness in any nikah. These are the things that bring happiness in any relationship. The aspects of deen, any relationship can never survive if it is not on deen. There isn't taqwa in that life. There isn't taqwa in that household. It's the things that draw the wrath of Allah. There is music. There is the box is on all the time everybody is on their own devices. Unfortunately, these are the things that we say this has made the world a very small place. It has made the world a global village. This communication, in a sense, yes, it has made the world a global village. But there hasn't been anything that has distanced people more than this technology. While it has connected people from the north and south in a matter of seconds, It has distanced people, the husband and wife are sitting meters apart and they are worlds apart. One person is connected to somebody in the north, another person is connected to somebody in the south. So it has connected people from north to south in a matter of seconds. And it has distanced people who are supposed to be closest to each other, made them furthest apart. So these are the things that we need to be hyper-conscious about that what is these things doing to our nikars, to our marriages, every other day there's a problem, and more often than not the problem, the very major contributing factor in that is this device of the cell phone, which unfortunately has become a hell phone in many instances. These are things we have to be conscious about, where are we heading to, what are we doing with these devices, with this technology, is this bringing us closer or taking us apart? In the home, these things should be kept aside. If it's needed for its work, whatever, in place, in this time. But when that time comes to be at home, these things should be outside. Out of that space. The space of family time. Otherwise, this takes a person further than the North Pole and South Pole. Tell Allah, tabarak ta'ala, accept the nikah that is to take place, except all the niqahs that have happened, that will happen. Allah ta'ala grant barakat, mawaddat, and happiness and tranquility in every nikah. And Allah, tabarak ta'ala, give us a ta'afiq of acting on the dictates of deen and sharia and the way of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wa